0: Um, an intern from Sydney, Australia, just serving with us here, and uh, she went on missions with us to India. She's been uh, serving with us, uh, got to participate in collide together. And uh, this will be her last Friday fire and this will be her last Sunday service this uh, Sunday. she's be flying out Sunday night back to Australia. Um, but uh, before she leaves, you know what is a new Philly internship? without giving her a mic on which she can just share and preach the word of god so uh, we just want to uh, really celebrate uh, the potential and the gifts we see inside of her and so we're gonna uh, give the mic over to her today and she's just gonna just just speak the words of life and just preach and just uh we just hope that you're ready to receive her all right let's put our hands together for marie kang come on I think i'm in for the wild ride tonight i can feel it coming from the congregation okay um yeah can we pray please all right yeah <sighs> yeah god i just i just praise you god and i thank you so much yeah and god i thank you so much for this privilege god to be able to stand in front of my brothers and sisters. Yeah, God, and yeah, I'm just gonna huh, concentrate on being myself because I know God that that brings the most glory to You, and and it makes You the happiest when <laughs> I'm myself. So I'll do that, God, and Holy Spirit, yeah. As I just, <laughs> as I just open my mouth and smile, that You will just flow out of me. Yeah, God, we just enjoy You today. And we thank You so much for what is to come, and um, yeah, Holy Spirit, I'm ready to be surprised by You tonight. <laughs> so we thank You, Lord jesus name me pray <laughs> oh this is so weird I'm, I'm not used to standing up here with a mic but um okay so hi my name is marie i'm from sydney australia for those that don't know me <laughs> i've been here for three months um on an internship with new philly staff um all i can say is that it's been a crazy ride so yeah what i want to do today is um two things I'll just briefly share about my time here cuz I think people just kind of want to know what I've been doing. <laughs> cuz I get that question like it's the end of 3 months and people are like, "So, what are you doing in New Philly?" I'm leaving next Sunday. But um yeah, anyway, so I'll share a bit of that, um bit of yeah, my 3 months here and then um I don't think I'm going to be preaching. I, I don't know what that looks like. I've never done it. But <laughs> I'll I'll share what's on my heart for New Philly. Um something that I feel like was oh, just kind of yeah, it dropped inside of me, so I'll let that come out. Um. <laughs> You're welcome. All right. <laughs> so, yeah, <clears throat> me coming out here was really, really random to say. Um, PC and a team of you guys came to my church, New Life Community Church. I call it New Life or NLCC back in 2009. And... um yeah, well, since that day, my life hasn't been the same. Although I've been walking with God previous to that. But I don't know, something happened, I don't know what. I just kind of say I admitted my call to full-time ministry. <laughs> I don't know, something like that. And so since then, my life hasn't been the same. Um and then I kind of kept in contact, like, with, you know, a few of you guys, but not really with, you know, Pastor Christian or Aaron's Humble. It just doesn't happen really, you know. They're busy people and, um, so in August, my DTS school leader comes to Sydney to visit myself and my brother. And he leaves like a bomb and he's like, come to Hawaii in September for eight months and um, help me staff. And I was like praying about it and I was totally feeling a green light. I was like, yes, I'm going to go. It's going to be exciting. I'm going to stuff my studies. And I'm going to go and be DTS staff for eight months. And um, yeah, I was praying about that for three weeks, actually. But um, my mom wasn't handling it well. She was like really angry she was really upset and very fearful that i might not finish my studies and um so i was really torn and confused and it was really hard three weeks so at the end of three weeks i was like you know what god i'm so confused my mom and i really hurt um so if this isn't an issue of disobedience i'm going to stay and when i said that um i just felt so much peace i was like what what is this I went through like three weeks of hell for no reason. But um, so <laughs> that was Saturday night when I said that to, to God and I just felt like complete peace come over me. And then um, Monday morning, I get an email from Pastor Christian. And she's like, hey, Marie, um, I was making an announcement at church about like admin position and your name crossed my mind. And so, yeah, I just wanted to give it out there. If this is out of line with what God's doing in your life right now, totally disregard it. I just sat there and I started laughing, and I'm like, "No, this isn't really out of line," you know. I was like, "I mean, it's kind of obvious," you know, completely open door. To the point, I didn't pray about it. I just kind of like, "Wait," but I just came. but I don't know. Maybe I should have prayed about it, thinking about it now. But I didn't pray about it. I was just like, "That's an open door from God." And um, not only not only that, he had given me some money earlier in the year, and every time I'd ask God, "What do I mean to do with this?" He'd be like, "Set it apart, set it apart." And so when the Hawaii thing came out, I was like, "Ah." Oh, He wants me to go to Hawaii with this money. Um, I was so sure on that, but then when you know when the door shut, I was like, maybe not. Maybe I'll just go buy myself a camera. (laughs) And then um, and so when Pastor Christian emailed me um, that Monday morning, I was like, oh, this is why. And so I came here with no lack of funds, um, even to my mission trip to India with you guys. I had no lack of funds. Um, I was actually overflowing in finances. (laughs) And then um and that's why I came. Oh yeah, no. And then I was like, you know what, Pastor Christian, if the admin positions is like a position is like a commitment, then I can't do it because I have to be here starting full time. That's the whole reason why I couldn't go to Hawaii. And um and that's all I said. I didn't tell him like anything else. And he replies and he's like, How about this? I'll make it an internship position for you, December, January, February. And that was like exactly in my breaks. So, in my break. So, pretty much after those, like, two emails, I was like, huh, I'm set, I'm going to Korea. (laughs) And so it was really easy for me. I came out, and um, I kind of had an idea that it was going to be a time of refreshing, because that's a prophetic word I had received. And um, another word I received was that there would be a lot of grace through relationships. And um, now at the end of three months that I look back, I think I can say this. It's not. It's nothing bad. My three months here was so much more intense than my six months of DTS that I did in Hawaii. Like the work that God did inside of me, just take my word for it, guys. It was like a lot. It was like really dense, seasons and seasons and lessons and revelations all overlapping. It's like... My three months was crazy, but then my last month was even crazier. My past one week has been even crazier than that. And just today from this morning has been even more intense. And so like, I mean, there's so much grace over me right now that I'm able to process what's going on still and actually eat up the lessons that, you know, that that God's giving me. But I'm like, I feel like I'm in this glory realm for three months straight. And I don't think my flesh is keeping up with that. So, um... Yeah, I mean, what it looked like, I worked in the office um, for three months, and um, that was one of the biggest privileges that I'm taking away with me this time, just being able to do life with staff every day, you know, just building relationships with them. They're amazing people. And I was saying this to Mina the other day as well, but more than what you guys think, like seriously, and more than what appears from them, this group of people are amazing. They are, they're really solid. That's why New Philly is solid. Like, they're really solid. Like, character, anointing, personality, fun, they're really solid. (laughs) They're really solid. So, um, that was one of my biggest um, privileges. And now I'm taking away with me things like being established, (laughs) the apostolic. I had no idea what these two words meant before I came to New Philly. But I'm taking those two, I'm taking all you guys, you know. Are you feeling me right now? <laughs> like I was saying so less gospel, words. that? You guys you guys are amazing. Um you know, I'm just trying to think. Yeah, God did a lot of work in me. If I was to share just just a couple things. Um so one of the things that God did hmm, was during India and um, I was I was listening to the song uh, Where I Belong by Cory Asbury. And, you know, he's like, I finally found where I belong. I was just sing to it, and it just hit me. Like, God just started speaking, and I, I had this fresh revelation of... I'm finally where I really, really belong, you know, after all these years of, like, crap, after all these years of potential death, like, so many times I could have gone down the wrong path, but I'm finally here, and this is where I belong, you know, and then it wasn't even just about India or, like, Korea or even New Delhi, but it was just where I was with God, you know, in my, like, walk with Him, and it just set, and I started bawling my eyes out, and my team can testify for three days, I just, just cried three days. As soon as I like, plug my earphones yeah, I'd be like, <laughs> like, for hours straight, it was intense. And um, from that, where God, God took me was, started to reveal to me that, um, yeah, I'm finally where I belong, but I've been an orphan all my life. And it's no coincidence that you know this whole thing about sonship and you know being a son of the house and having spiritual parents and all that, um, yeah, God was like, you've been a, an orphan, you know, all your all, all your life, in the, even in the natural. Like, I have a bit of a broken family background, and so my parents weren't able to mother and father me properly, like, well. And um, I've kind of, kind of always known that, but, you know, it's kind of different when God says it to you. Like, you've been an orphan all your life, um, but I'm adopting you now. And, not, and then it went from there. So it really, really, really hurt for, like, a couple hours as he was revealing that to me. And he started to take me to a place where... Um, he, he made me understand my parents, you know, their background, their you know, brokenness and um I started to have compassion and you know, like a lot of the things I mean this isn't the first time God's like taken me through like healing with my parents, but it was on a whole new different level. And so I, I really felt like I was in their shoes and I, I went through what they've been through in the past like thirty five years. Um, so it was really powerful, and then from then, God's so good because He doesn't stop there. God, he He took me further, and He said um, that all those years that I've been an orphan, He's going to restore it, He's going to redeem it, and He's going to send people in my life that's going to adopt me and take me up. You know, um, that He's going to start teaching me to be a daughter. And then, um, so so good. <laughs> I can hear Marcus going so good. <laughs> But yeah, you know, like... And then seriously, after those two days, it's like a part of my identity again on another level. It's like I just can never be the same again. You know, now I know that I'm adopted. It's it's a really different feeling. It really is. For those of you guys that kind of haven't gotten it just yet, it will come. <laughs> but yeah, you will just never be the same again. Um, you know, that was one... <sighs> if I had to... Try and describe what this whole kind of general theme of the three months was in relation to like what God was doing inside of me and you know what I was seeing him do in my life and you know showing me revelations teaching and all that it'd be that um my identity in the context of my destiny so this is be this is beyond just knowing who i am you know kind of in god and just kind of knowing that i'm a daughter i'm a girl you know i'm a woman and my gift it goes beyond that when i think kind of for me it came after those kind of seasons and then um yeah and then so it's been a lot about what is my identity what's my i guess anointing giftings you know what's my destiny calling ministry from here onwards and it was a lot of that kind of identity being revealed to me. And so to this day, I think it's been, like, the most exciting three months, you know, just kind of finding out about where I'm headed, you know, um, what I might be doing with God later on in life. and know whether that be, like, two months later or, like, 20 years later. And so, yeah, I've... Ah, New Philly is just awesome. You guys really are so solid. And um, I'm going to naturally transition... <laughs> From here <laughs> okay, so, yeah, when I got here, and you know I kind of felt like God was giving me this word, kind of at the end of December, but um that you know as yeah end of December as you guys are preparing to go into the year of intimacy. And um kind of for me personally, I've been going through this whole kind of learning about what intimacy is and really growing in you know, yeah my relationship with God just in the past year and um yeah, and, and I felt like as I was here, and as I watched and as I was with the staff preparing for the year of intimacy to come, um, I felt like God was saying that um, New Philly is so good at knowing my heart like new feeling knows my heart and new feeling knows how to tap into my heart they know how to see into my heart they know how to handle my heart they know what to do with my heart but next year is going to be a shift but you guys will go from looking into his heart to looking into his eyes and um i was just like you know i don't even know what that means he's like looking into his heart and then i look into your eyes what's the difference? You're the same God, you know? I was like, I don't know what that means, but um, as I continue to grow grow in my intimacy, and as I continue to learn about intimacy, um, you know, obviously, I was getting more revelations about that, and um, there's so much in it. I can't say it. Help me, Jesus. Help me. Help me. Help me. Okay, so, um, yeah, you know, when you It's so easy, like, I'm so thankful to God that He's given us things like marriage or like the relationship between a son and a father as examples that we could look at to learn these kind of things. But like, if you think about. So I was like, okay, what does that look like? What does it look like to go from looking and knowing someone's heart to to looking up into their eyes and engaging with their eyes? You know, what does that look like? And, um. You know how they say, like, you know, eyes are the window to your soul kind of thing? I don't know what that means. <laughs> but I was like, there's there's a depth to it. You can look at someone's heart and you can hear the heartbeat. You can go as well as knowing, you know, which rhythm that it's going at, you know, and kind of even beating with that. But when you look into someone's eyes, you fall into it. You know, you get drawn into it. And um, it's kind of ironic because we can't look at God, otherwise we'll die. And, you know, that's what happened to Moses. Like to protect him, God like covered him. You guys get what I'm saying. By the same time, you you got to look into his eyes, you know, and, and you fall in. And I felt that was a transition that was going to um, come for it in this year of intimacy. And um, but what I wanted to say really on that point was, intimacy is costly. But when we say when we use the word costly people get like all afraid and there's so much negative connotation with that word but costly just means that it that you know there's a lot of value on it you know like what jesus did on the cost uh, on the cross was costly there's nothing negative about that right <laughs> and so yeah i just kind of wanted to share my heart on that that intimacy is costly and sometimes because our idea of the word costly is so like intimidating and fearful we hold back you know we hold back but you know what what jesus did on the cross for us he didn't hold back he didn't hold anything back you know he didn't hold back his his covering he didn't hold back his humility his his dignity you know his pain he was scared, you know, like he actually told God like, "Take this cup away from me," but then you know he also kind of said, you know if it is your will, but like he was scared, like even Jesus was scared, so it's legitimate that you guys get scared when you think about being intimate with God and kind of doing anything for the Lord, but um you know it's it's the whole thing about like getting getting the alabaster jar and and pouring it at his feet, you know, and um if you think about that story which I'm assuming you guys all know. There's a, there's a woman, and um, she has nothing, I'm assuming. She's pretty poor. And um, she, when Jesus was, like, with his disciples, she comes in with this really expensive bottle of um, pure nard, which is, like, perfume, fragrance, um, which is worth a whole year's worth of salary. And she just comes and, and breaks it while she opens it. And she it and you and know, she starts wiping his feet. But you know, I think the significance of that is not only did she know the value of Jesus, because a lot of us know the value of Jesus. Like we say, oh, Jesus, you're so good, you're so loving, you're so like, worthy. You know, but for her, it was like she also knew the value of what she was carrying. You know, she also knew the value of that alabaster jar. And only she will know exactly how much that jar is worth. You know, how much whatever's in that jar is worth. Only she will know that. And in a sense, it's only between her and God exactly, yeah, how much that bottle is worth and what it cost her. But the but the act um, that Jesus, I guess, commended and, and said, this is a good thing that she's doing to me, was the fact that she poured it out to him, you know. And um, it is scary. It really is. And it does cost something to you. Sometimes it might cost, like, one night's worth of crying. (laughs) Sometimes it might cost, like, 2 days' session of forgiving someone. Sometimes it might cost, like, a a six-month worth of fear about something, you know. Like, it can all look different. But the thing with alabaster jars or just any kind of jars, and I'm speaking in the spiritual sense, they're different in size, you know. And they're custom-made for you. Custom-made for you to put in the jar what is yours, and to pour out his feet in you know in whichever way you want, you know now whenever you want to, like she choo- she chose that moment to pour that jar um you yeah, onto his feet, and so in that sense i I believe that we do play a part in in um wanting to yeah bring the alabaster jar to him, and then, you know it's almost like we pick a time to like open it and then pour it on his feet. You know, But it's only when that action comes, Jesus is like, he doesn't really see anything else. You know, He just says, this is a good thing she's doing to me. But he knows the value of that. He knows what she had to go through, simply because he's God, like he knows. So he knows what she had to go through. He knows where she had, you know, she, he just knows where, that, where the content of that oil came from. And she, he knows that she knows. He knows that only she knows the value of it and no one else does. But it doesn't matter. No one else needs to know about it you know and so it could be like yeah it could be like really small like i said i don't know like one night's worth of crying about something or it could be like really really big like a sin or a fear that you've been carrying with you for decades you know but at the end of the day it's all going to fit in that one alabaster jar that you bring to him and and um there was something that God said to me one day which really encouraged me Um, and it was when a friend was praying for me and, you know, she was prophesying over this, but, um, I, I'm really kind of like timid and, um, kind of like, I struggle with boldness. Mark's like shaking his head. But I can't, I think I do, but when it comes to God, I've learnt not to. Because I realize it's kind of easy not to be afraid of him because he's not really in my face, and so I don't really have to worry about his reaction to me after I like chuck things at him, and you know I can just kind of run off and be like I've done what I've had to do, kind of thing, right? And and he still loves me. That doesn't change. So it's okay. But um, <laughs> but yeah, that alabaster jar. Yeah. So what she as she was praying, she said something really interesting. Um, she was like. I guess God was encouraging me. He was like, Marie knows how to grab the alabaster jar and smash it at my feet. She knows. And I was sitting there, I'm going, hmm, okay. I don't feel like I've ever done it, but you know, like, whatever. If you say so, yay. But, um, I was thinking about it, and I realized all those moments that I had just kind of gone through, you know, like, whether it be small, whether it be like a forgiveness, whether it be... Fear about having no money. No fear about public speaking. Fear um, unforgiveness towards, like, say, my parents. Um, I had fear that God might call me to a missions field that that was like deserty. Do you know what I mean? Like to the Middle East. I was so scared of that <laughs> I, I don't know why, but I found myself like I was one day in you know, the kind of praying, and God kind of like brought it to my mind, and he was like, Can you give that to me? I was like, Give you what God It was like, that fee you have about being like that he might potentially take me to a place where they're like bugs and dirt. But I was, like, thinking about it, and I was genuinely scared. I was like, don't take me there. Don't take me there. Okay, anywhere for you, God, but but where there's, like, desert and bugs. Like, please, I don't want to go. And seriously, like, I know it sounds funny now, but on that spot, I was bawling. I was like, are you serious, God, you know? So I cried for a little bit, and I was sitting there on my knees, and I'm, like, crying. And I was like, all right, okay. And it was really hard, but I pulled it out of me, and I said it. I was like... Oh, goodness, the okay, there that for me to go, Lord. I surrender to you <laughs> um, and then it kind of reminded me that me you know bringing it out of me as hard as it was. I know this is a funny example, but just kind of imagine one of your hard things right All right, everybody imagine the hardest thing, like the most fearful thing that that's inside of you. Imagine it right, and you're gonna grab it out, grab it out. You know, and and pour it into that alabaster jar. It could be like this big or it could be like this big, right? And you bring it and you just like smash it at his feet. And that's your act of saying, Because Jesus, I know you're worth it. Because I know that you are so much more worth than what is in this jar. However small it is or however big it is, you know. And so I, I, I believe that one of the keys to, to really going to with God in intimacy is, is surrender, you know, surrendering. And, I, and that, like, you know, smashing your alabaster jars, like even bad things like fear and things like that, but even, you know, good things, things that are desires of your heart that he might necessarily don't even ask you to, but you can be like, I'm just trying to think of an example. Yes, yeah, studies. So I'll be like, studies is a good thing, you know, education is a good thing. But, like, when you surrender to God, that's another thing that you're putting in the alabaster jar and smashing it at his feet. In a nice way, I don't mean in a violent kind of like, I'm going to hurt your feet, Jesus, kind of way. But, like, you just, like, smash it at his feet, like, meaning that, like, this isn't worth anything to me because you're, like, worth more than this, you know, that kind of smashing at his feet. So, like, yeah, you know, when you get that, say, and you do that with, like, education, you've surrendered it to him. And you've given it to him so he can do whatever he wants with it. You know? And for some things, you might need to do it like a few times. And for some things, you just need to do it once and you forget about it. But the thing is, yeah, that as you do that and as you live a lifestyle of breaking alabaster jars, as you live a lifestyle of surrendering to him everything, you know, just things that come to your mind one by one, one by one by one, as you do that, it's just natural that you grow deeper with him. It's just natural because you're surrendering to him. And he has so much more room and things in your life that he can get involved in. You know what I mean? And, you know, it's so simple. Like when you get married between a husband and, and a wife, like you can almost calculate the intimacy with how much like time they spend together and how many things they do together. You know, it's as simple as that. And so, like, you could almost calculate how many alabaster jars that you've broken at his feet, and that could kind of have an indication of your intimacy with him, you know. But if you're holding back some in fear, then that's that many less that you're holding onto yourself and not smashing at his feet, you know. But I think what I want to encourage you guys to do is, is as soon as you recognize one, even if it's not in the jar and you need to go through the process of pouring it into the jar, which takes time, but that's okay. You know, as soon as you recognize, like, one well, my one, grab it and just like, don't hesitate, you know, smash it at his feet. Because that is just another way of saying, God, I want to be close to you. I want you in my life that much more, you know? And so, I know I had to struggle with that fear of just even breaking, like, breaking the alabaster jars at his feet, but, I haven't been in it for long. I can say like maximum, like a couple of years. But it's something that I try to do every day on a daily basis because I'm, I'm human. And so I find things in me that isn't just too great or things that are really great but I'm holding on to myself. And as I kind of, yeah, it's discipline too, you know what I mean? Like you kind of discipline yourself to recognize these things and as soon as you recognize just, just put it in the jar and you take it to Jesus and smash at his feet the The more you do that, the easier it gets, and the good thing is about intimacy is, yeah, the more you do it, the more you try and draw near to him, even with these like hardships of you know having to break alabaster jars, the easier it gets to breaking those alabaster jars, and at the same time, the more you get into him and the deeper you get into him, there's just so much more to him, you know it's it's for eternity. Like, some people think that we we kind of discover who we are and discover who God is in our lifetime on earth, and then when we get to heaven, that's it, and we're just all like, ah, holy, 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 like, Jesus, Jesus, you're so awesome. And that's true as well. But I believe that, you know, that process of, you know, kind of, yeah, getting to know who God is is for eternity. Like, God can just never be contained. And I don't know how much weight this has, because it's only been a couple of years, but the time that I have been doing that, God's never proved me wrong. He doesn't have to prove himself to me, but He proves Himself right. Do you guys know what I mean? He doesn't have to prove anything to me, but just because He loves me and just because He enjoys walking this walk with me, and because He enjoys the fact that I like breaking jars at His feet, even though it's really hard on myself, He will just He will tell you every time. He's like, "Thanks," or, "I know how much that means to you." I know how hard that was for you i really appreciate that you know and that's just like growing in intimacy you know what i mean and yeah the thing with looking into someone's eyes it's just like it goes so much beyond just knowing what's on their heart knowing knowing you know how fast their heart is beating it's 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 about getting to know the person. It's about getting to know the personality, the different faces, the different ideas that's in their heads, You know, even the way they breathe and move. You know, like try staring into someone's eyes. Maybe when you get after you get married, you know, into, so stare into their eyes for a long time and see. You know what I mean? Like you just get drawn into it. And that's the thing with God; He's so much bigger than just another human being. And so when He draws you in. You guys are going to be ruined for life. You guys will be ruined for life. But that's kind of, you know, how we want to live on this earth too. Yeah. Really, you want to live like that. Trust me, you do. Um, And so, I don't know. But all I know is that I don't want anyone here, including myself, to be fearful when it comes to coming before Jesus with whatever I have, whether it's good or bad, you know, and just... Almost kind of quickening that process, too, of pouring it into that alabaster jar and like smashing it. Smashing it at its feet, you know? Um, so, yeah, that's kind of it. Can I pray for you guys? <laughs> 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 Let's pray. God, I thank you that that everything we do goes unnoticed by you. No, nothing that we do goes unnoticed by you. Everything we do gets noticed by you. You guys know what I mean. God knows what I mean. Yeah, and so, yeah, God, we just thank you for that. Lord, we thank you that even those small um, utterances, even those small thoughts that we've thought, God, um of intercession or even forgiveness or even just desires that we've given to you God to 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 things that we've been on our knees and crying God for days and decades and for so long and yeah God those things that are so much fear that brings so much fear into our lives God I thank you Lord that all these things as we get get our courage um and as we Pack it into those alabaster jars and as we bring them towards you and break them at your feet, God, I thank you that none of it goes unnoticed by you, Lord. And Father, more than that, I thank you that you give us strength to do that. You give us the strength to work through those fears. You give us the strength to, to even go through the process of finding the right alabaster jar, finding the right fears, finding the right fragrance to pour into that jar and to walk out with you, uh, to walk up to you, God and to smash it at your feet, that you help us out with every single one of those steps. God, we thank you that that even though that's what you ask of us and that's what, that, that's what you delight in and you say it's a good thing, you are so patient with us too, God. And Lord, today I just want to pray for my brothers and sisters here, Lord, that if there are things that we've been holding onto inside of us, God, that we know of and we haven't smashed at your feet, God yeah forgive us for our timidity, but Lord, we ask for your help, that you will strengthen us god that that we'd be able to come with no um hesitance, God, and that we'll just be able to smash it at your feet, and God, all these things that we still hold without knowing that we're holding them, God, I just ask for grace that you'll open our eyes to ourselves God, Lord that that you'll begin to reveal one by one God the things inside of us that doesn't belong there that that it'd just be so much better with you, God that yeah, that you just take us through that season, Lord. And I think it as we do that, that it will just be so natural. It's a normal thing that will grow in intimacy with you, God. And I thank you, Lord, that all we really need to worry about is just growing in intimacy with you. Because as we do that, we will grow in intimacy with the people around us. It's just so natural to overflow. So, God, I just thank you so much for this time. And I just bless my brothers and sisters, God, that for the rest of this year, Lord, that you will just really take them on their journey, that you will just take away their fears and even their wrong ideas about the costly and the valuable being a bad thing. And that, yeah, that you'll help them to smash the alabaster jars at your feet, God. And just let them know how much that, del- that delight makes you happy. Does that make sense? Yeah. So, God, we thank you so much for this time. And we just give you all the glory and praise. In Jesus' name we pray.